Yo, dude. I think it's live. Is it on? I think it's... Yo, it's on, dude. Okay. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode three of The Dose. I got Brando here. I'm Brando. Welcome to the third episode. We're getting started right away with this podcast. We've had a little bit of a break here. What was the break for? Uh, Brando got sick. Uh, He got better. Then he got me sick. So don't listen too closely. And now we have just been super busy with uh, Altitude and, you know, it's kind of hard for us to find time to do this, but we're going to be doing it once a week. Uh, Episodes will be 20 to 30 minutes ish. Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's definitely like a good uh, length for these because we want to throw at least a couple tad bits of information in here, get you guys with some value listening to the Ben and Brando show and uh, the dose as we started was for our business experience, us talking about it a little bit to shed some light into, you know, how we go about our daily lives, balancing with Ben's school, work, business, for me, entrepreneurship, business, the growth of scaling a company. And I think that, you know, we've gotten some great um, lessons from it that, you know, we just want to share with you guys. So we got a great episode for you today. Yeah, definitely. What are we going to be talking about today? All right. Let's introduce, first of all, our first guest on the show, Tony. Hey, guys. Yeah, (laughs) it's great to have you. This is going to be really fun. Um, You know, the first time we started with the podcast, it was hard enough as just doing it with uh, Ben and I. And then now I think it's going to make it a little easier to have a third opinion in here. Tony, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Well, as you guys know, my name is Tony. (laughs) Very mysterious. That's Tony Sarandos. Uh, I go to school with Ben. We're in the same fraternity. And... um, you have your own podcast, I, yeah, right? Yeah, also, I also have my own podcast, which is pretty cool. And recently, I've kind of been on a hiatus from it just because I've ran out of time and, you know, life catches up to you. It does. But um, one of my New Year's resolutions was to make a podcast every single week. Yeah. And I feel like this is a really great motivator with you guys, you know, doing the same thing, wanting to make a podcast every single week. We'll, you know, we'll bounce off each other. It'll be great. And how did this start, too? We literally planned this out, like, 30 minutes ago. Is that <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, you guys like FaceTime when I was working on an editing project, and uh, well, why did we FaceTime you? Well, <laughs> you ask. The um, membership platform launch membership of the membership platform. platform. That's yeah. how we get everyone. And listen, listen to the story, guys. These two guys were over here. I was walking down the street. You know, walked into the backyard. There was a pool back there. It was a nice day. I was actually going to the dorm pool because I uh, was walking with a friend, and she lost a bet, so she had to jump in. Told them that, and they're like, "Hey, man, like." Listen, we'll jump in the pool if you subscribe to our platform. <laughs> That's perfect, right? And I'm like, uh, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, literally, you know, it was a cold. The, the the pool was freezing. freezing. By okay, the way, yeah. that was that was the instigator of, of us trying to. And I didn't have a swimsuit on. Yeah, I didn't have a swimsuit on. But you had was, shorts on, right? <laughs> shorts. On. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was. Yeah, exactly. It was freezing in the pool. No one had been in it in a while. We're sitting there. It was it was a perfect day out, but no one had gone in the pool all day. It was, it was also the day after it rained for three days straight. Exactly. So there's a lot of uh, different factors that went into. The pool was a little dirty. But to give you guys a quick update on altitude and why this matters is we just launched a membership subscription platform exactly which tony is now a part of yes as of 10 minutes ago i'm officially a subscribing member that was the best way to start the podcast by far yeah you're definitely enrolled in our email and marketing campaigns too (laughs) jenner shout out shout out to jenner here jenner's gonna be contacting tony over the next four to six weeks (laughs) you're somewhere in the middle of the funnel right now (laughs) 
so tell, storm. <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about the po- not the podcast, the membership platform, Ben. Yeah, well, the platform was basically a way for us, Altitude, to increase our customer lifetime value. Uh, as you guys know, we sold and currently sell an online training course. It's priced at $200, and uh, we're doing pretty well in the market, but when someone checks it out and buys it and goes through the entire course... They graduate from Altitude University and we haven't really seen... They have their drone license, right? They're in an industry where they can apply this technology and the certification towards a whole, you know, lifetime of opportunity, which is you can now become a full-time drone pilot. You can now receive compensation, money uh, in return for your services. But the problem is, is that they're not coming back to Altitude University for that additional customer lifetime value, which we benefit from. And the value that we've had over the last, you know, three and a half, four years in the drone industry has allowed us to kind of aggregate all of this content, all of this value, this experience, um, these awesome interviews like we're doing right now with Tony and what we'll get into in a second. But we're taking, you know, all of this knowledge and applying it towards a platform, which is a monthly recurring revenue platform, right? Yeah, what's the price? $4.99. $4.99. The price of a cup of coffee on a monthly basis to to be a full-time drone pilot, which is awesome. So that was our little intro into what we've been working on at Altitude University. I know that we talk about it a little bit on the show. We're going to get right into something that's really cool. We have two kind of awesome topics to talk about today. But I, I kind of wanted to hear, Tony, so so you have your own podcast here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what do you talk about? What made you start? And, you know, why is it something? Because you mentioned you want to do it on a weekly basis now, which is awesome. So what are you going to be talking about? Um, well... You could search on my, my podcast on any platform right now. It's called the Good Ship Podcast. Okay. Um, and the logo is a, a pirate ship. Nice. But um, and we have two episodes up right now. Each episode is about an hour long. And I know you're probably thinking that's a lot, but it's basically me, my friend Dwight, and then occasionally my roommate Devin will be on. Then we pull other people in, and we just look up at current events that happened, like you know, in the past like month or whatever, and we talk about it. Cool. And, cool. You know, so any any specific categories? I think music was one of them. Yeah. So the f- the first episode, for example, we spoke about Coachella because that was about the in the beginning of the month that Coachella was going to occur, and then uh, we talked about day drinking and if it was worth it or not. Uh, <laughs> God, um, what was the conclusion? Uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> I'm glad we established yeah, you, that. You, you pass out by 3 p.m. and then you wake up at 9 p.m. and you're up all night and it's not a good time. You're going to have a bad God. time. Did the Coachella lineup come out yet? Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's out. And a uh, little fun fact, this is going to be my 10th year going to Coachella. Oh my gosh. Yes. I've been so it's a big I've been once, day. actually. I haven't been. Okay. So 10, 10 years straight in yeah. a row? Yeah. In oh a row. my gosh. So what do you think about the lineup? Um, we'll start a, with that. I'm getting a big... 2010 vibe from it. A lot of people are like, oh, this lineup is trash. Uh, I know you guys were like, what's a 20, 2010 vibe? 2010 was like Cascade, Jay-Z, Dead Mouse, Snoop Dogg. Um, I think Miley Cyrus is on there for some reason. Got it. Is she making a comeback? Definitely not. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see that, honestly. Yeah. So, um, so Coachella lineup comes yeah. out. That's obviously an awesome topic to talk about. Um, you're talking about music movies as well, right? Yeah, yeah we're uh, actually talking about superhero movies and if that market is ever going to die because okay. I, I'm in film school right now Yeah, and uh, it's a huge topic throughout the school too because you know the main money makers in Hollywood right now are sequels and movies that are based off of something or comic books mainly. Okay. And I mean like Aquaman, for example, just surpassed the billion dollars in the box office. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. It's probably the billion dollar club now. And that's like one of the most successful DC movies that they've made recently. Because the movie before that was Justice League. 
If you know anything about that, that movie was a huge flop. Yeah. <laughs> and that was supposed to be like DC's Avengers. Caught it. Definitely didn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. No. That, yeah. I, yeah. I think I heard that too. Um, so is this something? Yeah. Are, are you getting your your knowledge from this um, in school, or is this something that you're passionate about that you're now applying towards your own life, or how did this kind of start? Um. Well, just I guess my knowledge in like the film industry at least is. Initially, I didn't want to be in the film industry, and then uh, an injury happened, which stopped me from playing sports, because I played baseball for 13 years, Okay. and I tore my rotator cuff, so I had to kind of find a new thing to do. Got it. And uh, my dad is in the film industry. He's the chief content officer of Netflix. Awesome. And so I kind of shadowed him around for a couple of months, and like yeah. he showed me the ins and outs of like every division and every side of a production, um, and I just fell in love with the editing side of it. So did you get that first-hand experience where you're in the game, you understand how it works, and now you're like, okay, this is something that I can see myself doing. I'm going to go after this specific market. Yeah, so... Or did it start completely differently? Well, no, it, it kind of started pretty similar to that. I, I worked my way up to where I am now. Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's so many different sides of filmmaking. There's editing, directing, writing, uh, audio engineering, just everything. Makeup, yeah. even, like... So many different things you could do. So it's like you're jumping into a whole new world of opportunities, yeah. but you're kind of lost at first because you have no right path. So in my opinion, at least what I did, the best way to figure out what you want to do in this industry is try out everything. Got it. And so like right as I came into Chapman the summer before, I was a production assistant on an Adam Sandler movie. And I flew out to Savannah, Georgia for four days and there were all night shoots. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And That's I was crazy. just a set hand. Yeah. So, like, I had a walking on, and this was, we're keeping on, we're shooting from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. four days in a row. Oh, wow, okay. So, my internal clock was all messed up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, and... What's that life like on set? Is it really like that? Like, I see the hashtag, like, set life. Set life, yeah. It's, <laughs> is that real? It's very real. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, what I basically did was I was just standing around with a walkie on, and I would wait until someone yelled into my ear saying, I need this. Got it. And I would sprint and grab it to them and bring it to them and wait until the next person yells at me. 12 hours straight. 12 hours straight. <laughs> um, yeah, so that kind of taught me that I didn't like being on set that much. Mm -hmm. And so the whole set aspect of it, I kind of pushed aside. I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that. This is stressful, long hours, long days. Mm -hmm. Granted, you get paid for it, but like still it's not worth it. Like I need my mental stability. <laughs> Got it. So uh, what did you make your way into now? So now I, after that, I looked into post-production Okay. and that's, you know, special <laughs> effects, editing, um, sometimes audio design and, uh, and coloring. Got it. And I sat in an editorial office and I was watching one of the editors assemble a Netflix commercial. Cool. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I asked him, like, how long have you been working on this? He goes, oh, this is about my second month working on this for a 30-second commercial. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, why does it take that long? He goes, well, look at this. And he zooms out on the timeline, and there was about 170 layers of either special effects, titles, visuals, anything you could imagine. And, uh, and I just kind of, like, sat back for the next two weeks in his office and just watched him. I didn't say anything. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it. Yeah. So I... Get on my laptop, you know, download iMovie, and uh, <laughs> iMovie the first. Oh time yeah, absolutely. For a Netflix commercial? <laughs> no, no, I did it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about to pay four hundred dollars for a software that I don't know exactly. if I'm gonna like or not. You know? Yeah. Um, That's so, how Ben started too, except he hasn't moved out of iMovie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, out of iMovie. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, so I download iMovie, I go outside with some friends, and uh, we just record some stuff. Cool. I cut it together, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And, you know, fast forward to now, I'm an editing emphasis at one of the top film schools in Still the US. Using iMovie. <laughs> Still using iMovie. Still using iMovie. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, I'm self-taught on all editing softwares now Very just because cool. I found a passion in this, and it's, it's something that I love doing. I have a question for you. So, yeah. like, the theme of our podcast is, like, the shit that they're not teaching you in school. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that you're a self-taught editor, um, yeah. and it seems like kind of the film industry is, you know, very big kind of uh, network heavy like if you have a good network it's like anything in business yeah. if you have yeah. a good network uh you can cruise out and do your own thing and learn like that how much of what you've learned and like to the point where you've gotten has like school helped you and uh, granted at the sixth best film school in yeah. the world uh i honestly i would say about 25 percent of what i know has to do with the school teaching me got it but 75 percent is all self-experience awesome yeah. So do you see? Do you think that's how other students are in that same industry, or are you going above and beyond? And because this is something we do. I mean, Ben, Ben, I think feels the same way. You know, very similar in that aspect. I mean, we've learned a crazy amount being involved in the industry, going out, trying things, going out, failing. You know, coming back, trying something else. So. You know, I think that's a process of learning, but a lot of people don't take the time to learn at this stage in their life right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So so are you kind of, you know, in this position where you were like, okay, I got to make this work somehow, you know, and go out and you that 75% yeah. knowledge is like you kind of taking it into your own hands? Or do you think that people are getting, you know, like 80% of what they're learning in school? I, I, I honestly could think that it depends on the person. Okay. Um, if you're truly passionate about what you do, you're going to go out of your way outside of school to learn more about it. Got it. Um, and for me, editing personally, I enjoy going to school so much because it doesn't feel like school. Yeah. You know, that's like, what I've heard a lot. Yeah. Too, like yeah. you, if what's the saying? Like if you do what you love and you won't work a day. Yeah. I said that like, on the last podcast. You really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I said it. Somewhere. Yeah. It, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah. It really <laughs> it's is. It's yeah. true. Like this summer too. <laughs> This is also my fourth year working with Happy Madison. Cool. And so I've been grinding ever since I started at Chapman to get to where I am now. And I was an editorial assistant mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for an Adam Sandler comedy special that just came out. Cool. And then What's that a, called? Can you tell us? Yeah, it's called 100% <laughs> Fresh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had to sign a couple yeah. NDAs before this. <laughs> yeah, Adam's coming after us. Now. Yeah, Adam's uh, coming after us. At least we'll have him on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was really cool to work on, and the coolest thing was it was edited on Premiere, which really? typically isn't the industry standard right now. Right now it's Avid, okay. which soon that's going to be thrown out the window because it's an ancient piece of technology that okay. everyone needs to use. Uh, but and I'm I'm very proficient in Premiere, and so I was able to help a lot, which I thought was awesome. That's super cool. And at the same time, I was also a post production assistant for a um, a theatrical movie that they were filming. Got it. And so I was kind of working on both ends. And uh, I worked every single day this summer. Didn't get to hang out with any of my friends. It was a nine to five job. Yeah, we're very I, familiar with yeah, the process. By, by, the time, <laughs> by the time I got home after work, like I didn't want to see anyone. I just wanted to eat dinner and fall asleep. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, damn, yeah. right. This is what real life feels like. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, now you got to film bad. a podcast before you fall asleep. Yeah, I know. Because we're gonna push you to, <laughs> to fill one out every week. <laughs> we're gonna hand you up. We're gonna be because yeah. Ben and I do the same thing. I mean, today it was awesome, just because it was cool too that you know we get to provide some insight into like kind of our personal lives and I think on our Instagram stories a little bit you know starting this week we've started to document the process a little bit more which is cool because a lot of people always ask they're like oh how's Altitude University doing and you know you only have so much time to really talk about what you're doing and they have you know everyone else is so busy too so we thought we might as well just document the process the podcast was our first step at documenting it 
we started to um, put up the camera while we were you know filming the recording the podcast we recorded some some visuals as well got some video content going and then we're like hey we could do this a little bit more so I think that was that was cool about what we were doing but um, it sounds like I mean the experience that you're getting from being around these people is really how you learn do you agree absolutely Um, editing specifically like the only way you're gonna learn that platform and that program is if you just keep editing yeah exactly and uh, i mean it, it's the same thing with like flying a drone you know because i'm also into you are also I, a drone I'm pilot drones. i am a drone pilot um but you know you just got you want to tell us a little bit about how you became a drone pilot or do you <laughs> yeah, like it i, I mean I, I love it like for christmas i got the mavic 2 pro oh man which is sick because yeah. I, I really wanted a smaller drone that i could literally just fold up throw my backpack take out anywhere yeah um and that's exactly what that gives you it's such an awesome yeah. drone from your experience i guess you're not on set too much are you i was gonna say have you seen any like drones like in like the big hollywood uh, shoots but yeah so th- those drones are uh what are they called like octocopters yeah, yeah. They, they have yeah. You know, eight propellers and they have you know red cameras hanging yeah. on them which Personally, I would not be comfortable flying that at my current <laughs> skill level because... Hey, that's why you signed up for our platform. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, just personally, like, since I, I do this like as like a hobby, not really professionally, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not super comfortable flying a $14,000 drone yeah. with a $40,000 camera attached to it. Yeah, when the camera costs more than the drone, that's when yeah. you know that you've reached <laughs> yeah, a certain threshold. Yeah. Yeah. However, <laughs> those people are called professionals for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I think it is awesome to see drones on set, especially yeah. in big Hollywood movies now. Yeah. Because the only way you could get those shots before was with a helicopter. I know. Which is expensive. Which, which is, is very crazy expensive. It's a hazard. It's loud. Everyone hates it. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. Got drones. Yeah. Exactly. That's a huge part of, you know, of the industry. And the crazy thing is, is that this is a little plug right here. The only thing that separates them from anyone else is literally just the part 107 license that you can buy at altitudeuniversity.com. Just kidding. All right. So yeah, let's, let's transition here a little bit because we have a crazy topic that I I don't think you've heard of yet. It's basically, um, or you may have heard, yeah, actually you do know of this, but basically it's, it's this, uh, concept of, uh, Instagram influencers, right? We're all familiar with Instagram influencers. The problem is the Instagram influencers are evolving and they've evolved into artificial intelligence robots. So we actually have an Instagram account right now pulled up. Ben has it on his phone. What's it called? Lil Michaela. Lil Michaela. 1.5 million followers. Okay. And this is uh, wait, a human or not a human? Um, let's just read her bio. So Michaela, she's a musician slash band. Sounds At, legit. It's legit so far. Okay. Uh, 19, okay. LA, mm-hmm. uh, robot. Uh, excuse me? Cherry. Wait, hold on. Go, go back. Go back. Go back. Uh, uh, so, so, 19 <laughs> LA robot. Robot. So, this is an AI, if that's too complicated for you. This is a robot. What does she post? Uh, pictures of herself. She looks real. She looks like a model. We're looking at her right now. You guys should check her out. It's Lil M-I-Q-U-E-L-A. I don't like this. I don't know if I like this. Uh, how, many, how many likes does she have on that picture? 28,000 likes. Jesus. Okay. So... So this is all right, Tony. Let's let's hear okay. what you think about this because Ben and I took a look at this earlier and yeah. it kind of freaked us out a little bit. So I took a class this past semester called Philosophy Through Science Fiction. Okay. And our specific theme that we focused on this semester was androids, robots, and AIs. Okay. And we talked about AIs specifically and how they're evolving over time and how quickly they're evolving. 
uh, and I forgot the, the AI's name, but she just became a legal citizen to, like, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard about Which this. Which is crazy. Like, a, yeah. a robot has citizenship to a country now. Yes. Which means every single right that a citizen to that country has, that robot now has. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is nuts to think. <clears throat> and to see that there is a Instagram influencer that was now an AI... Uh, is very creepy, in my yeah. opinion, because now you're just following a robot. Yeah, you, you're literally yeah. following a robot on a platform. Have you guys heard of uh, Tay Tweets? It was no. the, it was a experimental <laughs> AI made by Microsoft. Okay. And it was basically an AI that would learn through Twitter, God. and it would make its own original <clears throat> post and everything. And people would start tweeting Tay yeah. with very like racial slurs and everything, and then Tay just started tweeting back <laughs> super racial because she was learning. Yeah, she was learning through that racism. Yeah. So like, if you Google like Tay tweets, it talks about this huge catastrophe that was a huge PR nightmare Jesus. for Microsoft. Um, she changed her at to Tay Tay Tay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so yeah. this is this is literally an AI that's utilizing the Twitter platform to respond, yeah. right? And the more people respond, it's I don't know. If you, off of the Twitter exactly. Platform. So if you guys don't know about um, machine learning, basically what it does is it takes uh, a lot of different data points and it allows um, a computer or a robot or some you know some outlet to form its own opinions and form its own um, you know outcomes basically based off of data. So a lot of people are scared about. Um, we talked about this on the last one real quick. A lot of people are scared of you know AI's taking over the world and you know in the next in, in the very soon like you know coming years. And the thing that if people understand AI, AI is an algorithm. So what it does is it takes data points and it makes an informed decision based off that data point. If the data points are racial slurs, yes, there's going to be, you know, some form of this where, you know, people aren't going to react well to it. The problem is social media seriously harms your mental health. <laughs> and this is an AI that's learning from social media. Right. So I'm, I'm sure in this algorithm, it's taking the responses of its last picture, its last caption, all of the feedback that it's getting on the comment or the post, and it's starting to create better posts. Yeah. Exactly. Is that something you talked about or is it? Yeah. So I mean, that was a wild guess, but no, I mean, you, you mentioned machine learning and that's yeah. exactly what we spoke about. Yeah. Um, and a, another crazy topic, which we discussed and it was, it's a real thing, which I was not aware of until he you know drew the graph out for us, but it's called the uncanny Valley. Okay. Have you guys heard of this? I haven't. Mm -hmm. So I remember when, when you just first pulled up the picture of this robot. Little Michaela. At little Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, I don't like that. And you yeah. said, yeah, I don't like that either. Like, yeah. like, oh, that looks weird. Like, it, it freaks me out. So that's called the Uncanny Valley. So basically what it means is, imagine like a bar graph and mm. bar keeps going up and then it's going to eventually get to a point where it drops straight down mm -hmm. and then goes back up. Got so it. the very top of the graph is humans and like a real person. Yeah. The bottom of the graph is a corpse, mm -hmm. a dead person. Got it. And the very front part of the graph, as it's rising up, is the physical look of robots, androids, and AIs oh throughout time. Oh my god! So it's going to get to a point where they look so real, we're gonna we're gonna conceive them as a real. dead corpse. Yeah. And then that's why they become super unattracted to us, and they freak us out. Yeah. And then after that, if they get any further than that, they're going to look identical. To You're not going to be able, to... and we're not going to be able to tell the difference. So that's we crazy. crazy. 
We could be in a simulation right now. Okay, one thing that was crazy about this is we literally, and this is this is kind of funny because the first thing that Ben pulled up was a picture of some random girl on Instagram, and honestly, we couldn't tell if she was a robot or not. So <laughs> like right after, I was like, yeah. guys, doesn't she now kind of look like a robot? <laughs> so you know, we're getting to the point where not only are the girls on Instagram looking all completely identical, but they're creating, <laughs> they're creating yeah. identical AIs for Instagram. Yeah. That was just pretty crazy. I thought that was a cool little talking point it's because if you want to go follow it, it's Lil Michaela, um, and she's got 1.5 million followers. She's verified. It's more followers Wait, than Tony. my dog account. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All of our dog accounts. Yeah. Tony, what do you think happens if you like slide into her DMs? <laughs> should I try? <laughs> you should try. Yeah. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I don't know, ask her if she wants to be on the podcast. Yeah. So, okay, so we have um, kind of just this pulled up. I think it's pretty crazy to look through just because um, it is so lifelike. It's so realistic. And, like, that that does bring up the, um, like, the, the idea of, like, how much of this is real, how much of it isn't, and, like, is social media going to start to include more of this in the future, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, so, I mean, I also have a little bit of knowledge in the social media platforms okay. because... Uh, in high school, I would work with a bunch of Vine stars. Cool. As I mentioned, my friend yeah, and I yeah, would yeah. go out and make movies yeah, once yeah. I figured out how to edit. Um, and uh, he is a visual effects artist. Okay. And so he would do visual effects for people like Josh Peck. Um, Logan Paul. Logan right? Paul. Yeah. Prior to the, the suicide the incident. incident. <laughs> that was the last time I spoke to him was a month before that happened, actually. Really? Um, and so I would work with all these guys, yeah. and then eventually through working with Joe and then working with all these influencers, I started working with them independently away from Joe, and I, I would basically follow trends for them <laughs> and say, hey, did you hear about this? This is like trending right now. Check it out. Yeah. You should do a video. This is like the idea for the video. Yeah. And then we'd bounce off each other and do that. Now, when we have like a machine learning influencer, that completely cuts out the middleman of, hey, yeah. we need to find this trend and make something about it. It could, in a millisecond, browse the entirety of the internet, figure out what's most trending, conceive an original idea yeah. shit. for something that it can make. And, and it already has an incredibly large platform exactly. to produce. So it has 1.5 million distribute. Yeah. Already, yeah. So exactly. speaking of trends and large platforms, we were talking about the uh, Facebook conspiracy with the 10-year challenge. Ooh, that's a good one. Have you uh, heard of this? Okay, oh, you know the 10-year challenge? I love a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the 10-year challenge, Ben will explain it. Basically, um, it's you take a picture 10 years later. What is it? Yeah, so it went pretty viral. I saw some of my friends posted it, but it was like a 10-year challenge, and people, I guess, would find a picture of them 10 years ago and then yeah. compare it to what they look like today. But they would post side-by-side -side pictures, right? Yeah. Have you seen this? So yeah, it'd be like, yeah. in like a grid style. Like, you'd edit it. It's not like two separate posts. So one yeah. post, and the conspiracy is that Facebook wants to kind of train its artificial intelligence to predict and analyze the aging process. So if you have... <laughs> so what better way to gather data on yeah. millions of people on one platform than to start a trend where everyone posts a picture of themselves and then... And then 10 years ago, a picture of them back then. That's some big, Side by side. That's some big brother Billions shit. of data yeah, points. Billions cool. of data points. And that's the craziest insane. thing is, is that literally you can take something like the Lil Michaela Instagram, put out a trend like that, 1.5 million people, one person's going to repost it, then another people, you know, it's that butterfly effect yeah. of like, you know, but, but, you know, you're getting to the point where companies and corporations are actually utilizing trends to gather data, data yeah. points. 
and they That's want millions crazy. of people to do something, they're going to put out something from some like world star, you know, some yeah. kind of account where everyone's going to think it's, you know, just a, just like a fad. Or, well, I mean, every company nowadays or at least any big company nowadays that's smart and I guess quote unquote hip. Yeah. Uh, they incorporate social media trends and marketing into anything that they do. Yeah. So for Netflix, for example, if you're going in to pitch a show or like, you know, pitch a whole series or a movie, uh-huh. they're going to have at least 10 or 15, uh, people in that room, but mm-hmm. their only job is to follow trends and, figure out a way that they can market this to the youth or wherever their yeah. target market is. For example, this guy goes in to pitch a TV show for a kid, or for, for kids, rather, <clears throat> and it's him, the director, whatever's, whoever's on the executive team, and then mm-hmm. 20 other people in the room that will speak up at any point saying, oh, we can't market this, or oh, yes, really? we can market this. Got it. Like, it's crazy how much of an influence that marketing and yeah. trends have on anything that we consume so yeah and then at at the on the same point so your your dad is in charge of content here and from a marketing standpoint is content just as important as marketing that content is is good content good content or is it good content backed by good marketing that makes you know the full kind of package uh i feel like it's good content and good marketing okay because uh, I, i don't know you could market something amazingly and then it could just be trash, and you're just going to disappoint every single person that that marketing reached out to. Yeah. But if you have a great marketing team and a great product, and it impresses whoever that marketing reaches, mm-hmm. then boom, you have those fans instantly. Perfect. So this is kind of taking us into the Netflix realm, uh, which is our next talking point here, which is kind of cool because we have insight um, about what's actually happening in the Netflix world here, which is this price increase. And yeah. I know that's that's one of the thing we want, things we wanted to talk about because um, we definitely have heard a lot of our friends talk about it. Everyone knows about it. It's coming. So, you know, basically what's, hap- what's happening? It's just basically going to be an increase in price by a few dollars, right? Yeah, it's like two or three dollars or something. Okay. And everyone, and you know, uh, the large majority of people are freaking out. However, we were just talking and, you know, I kind of wanted to get your insight into what the actual process of that price increase does in a, actually a very valuable way for its consumers. Yeah, uh, which also, by the way, this is not the first price increase that Netflix has ever done. Got it. The reason why it's like grabbing so much attention is because it's the largest price increase that they've ever done to date. Got it. Which is like, I think it's like by 200% or something that they said, but if you think about it, that's really not a lot of money. It's, you know, two or three dollars. So not a lot get, of money compared to what? Because you're just like, kind of... Well, like some people would say like a big price increase would be from like $5 to $15. Yeah, but you were also telling me about how, you know, in order for you to consume the right type of content that you would like, you have yeah. to have memberships to tons of different yeah. networks, so right? So there, there's a ceiling to the streaming industry. Yeah. Because uh, as of right now, there's uh, God knows how many... There's uh, a lot services. There's yeah. you know, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO. Yeah, stars. Uh, There's everything. Stars like YouTube. Yeah. YouTube even. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, everyone's coming out of them. And it's eventually gonna get to that point where people are not going to be willing to pay another membership fee every single month to get another streaming service. Yeah. Cause at that point, like most people that at least me personally, I'm a cable cutter. I do not pay for cable. Mm-hmm. And said I pay for Hulu, mm-hmm. Netflix. HBO and Amazon. Yeah. And with those, I get all the content I could ever want. Yeah. Exactly. And that even when paying that, it's still less than 
um, when I'd be paying for a cable membership. Exactly. So, so that same ceiling is applied to this, this, uh, you know, this way of thinking, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's applied to that for sure, and um, it's going to get to a point where people are not going to want to pay for another service, like Disney, for example. They're coming out of their service this year, yeah, and in doing so, they're pulling all their content from other services Got to it. try to get people to focus on their service more and pay for theirs. But that's not going to be an, an additional ten to fifteen dollars. Yeah. At that point, you're paying the same price as you are for cable. Yeah. You know, exactly. and and it's just well, then you have like fifteen different logins. You gotta go to different platforms. That's like your another content thing. Yeah. It's not in one central hub. I'm wondering, how do you like think the markets like event like five ten years from now the streaming industry like have you thought about I mean or even in Netflix's like strategy like is it going to consolidate because right now it's totally expanding yeah and there's content all over the place like if I want to watch one show I gotta go log into HBO. If I want to watch another show, I got to log into Netflix. I feel like consume. I feel like they can't keep up with like consumer demand, um, like at this stage at least yeah. of like rapid expansion. Well, for ser- as far as services go, I feel like it's going to get to that breaking point where they can't release any more services, and yeah. then those smaller services or the ones that don't have enough subscribers are going to eventually going to have to close down. Got it. Or have a bigger service buy them out because they also don't have the right content either. Yeah, and right? this also circles back to the price increase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we went on a little bit of a tangent there, yeah, but there this price increase, almost every single penny of it is going straight back into their original programming. Yeah. And that is only to make their original programming better. So everything that you're going to consume is going to be a higher quality now. Mm-hmm. So you're paying you you get what you pay for. Definitely. You know? I'm not sure I understand. Yeah. Uh, AI, <laughs> Siri, AI. Siri doesn't get Netflix's prices. That's what happens when you pay AI. Siri with, like, doesn't get it, people. but you know she'll she'll get it eventually. Yeah. So yeah. so we're so we're looking at right now the reason that this is going to be so valuable is because all of your shows, all of your ability to consume information and, and these, you know, and whatever, your favorite TV shows and movies are all going to be in one platform. That's what yeah. it's going towards. And the market cap for Netflix is going to be at the stage in a few years where you're not going to have eight different memberships you pay for. You're going to pay for Netflix and you're going to pay for Netflix and the price is still going to be so low on a monthly membership fee that exactly. everything that you love is going to be all in one place and it's going to be worth you know, the ability for you to log in once to have access to all of that. Yep, exactly. You nailed it right on the head. Awesome. So that, yeah, that's cool because I, I think one thing that we like to talk about is one, the blatantly obvious stuff and the trends that people are talking about, you know, on social media and in business and the business world. But I think what's cool about this podcast is we're going to start to analyze this kind of stuff. And one, we have firsthand, you know, information from you of just, you know, kind of your, your thought process on this, which is awesome. And then you know, from there, we want to just get insight about how it's progressing and we want to see, you know, how these trends are starting to move industries, which is super cool. So, um, you know, what, what are your thoughts into this, Ben? Yeah. Are you are you at the point where you, you <laughs> do you use a bunch of different shows or, you know, on different platforms? Yeah, I'm uh, subscribed to Netflix and shut that, up. That's yeah. about it. Definitely on the family plan on that one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, might be hurting Netflix's revenue on that, but... Um, <laughs> But I had my friend's HBO login. <laughs> it's your fault the prices are going. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so it's a I'm a main contributor to, uh, to this the epidemic everyone's facing right now. But um, I, I don't know. I don't watch too much TV, Yeah. Um, to be honest. And Netflix does the job for me. There are shows that um, I would like to watch sometimes that might be on like Amazon Prime or something. And then it's like three bucks. And I'm like, well, why would I pay three bucks for this yeah. TV? We ran into that yeah, problem we the did, other day. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know if I watch more TV, I'd probably be a subscriber of more platforms. Yeah, exactly. All right, Tony. So what is, we'll end with this. What's your favorite show on Netflix right now? My favorite show on Netflix. Um, uh, I just binged Haunting of Hill House. Okay. And I'm a big like horror film guy. So yeah, yeah. It's really cool to see that. And uh, it's, I think 10 episodes or 8 episodes and I watched it in two days. Got it. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend it. It's cool. The binge yeah, life. You get some nice jump scares in it. And oh, it's cool. a phenomenal story. Yeah. And masterfully made. If you're like, if you're like taking a break from Netflix and you're going to go like log into HBO or like, or uh, YouTube TV or right, whatever the yeah. streaming service is, you get like a cringe like every time you log in <laughs> just because like Netflix is like so close to home. A little bit. I feel like I'm kind of like stabbing my dad in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just hear his voice in the back of my head, like, how could you? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, I log into HBO and I see what they have on there. I'm like, okay, so this is why people have Netflix. So I think what we got out of this in its entirety is in a few months, you won't have to log out and log into HBO to, exactly. to find your yeah, show. Yeah. So, what so. if you just grab Netflix, you know? consumed all the other companies exactly just netflix yeah they monopolize the streaming couple industry. acquisitions coming soon yeah <laughs> oh what do you, you are you looking up our fact of the day yeah i'm working on it dude all right do we have one yet fact of the day so we yeah while ben's looking that up we usually end the podcast with one crazy fact he asks us you you can answer it this time because you're the guest but okay. usually i answer it you're our first guest <laughs> on the show so this one's this one's all up to you but basically he looks up something Pretty crazy fact. You try to answer it, and usually it's pretty absurd. So, uh, Ben, you want to go for it? This one's not too crazy, but it's kind of uh, in the realm of social media. So, I guess the Twitter, you know how like their logo is that bird? Yeah. It actually has a name. Oh, and it was it was <laughs> named after a famous Hall of Fame basketball player. Oh, you're asking the wrong Larry guy. Larry Bird? <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's, <laughs> it's Larry Bird. Actually? Yeah. They named it, or they created the logo based off of... Larry the, Bird? They named it based off of Larry Bird. Got it. But the species of the bird, guess the species. Oh, Larry? No, I have no idea. Oh, Larry. <laughs> the, the species of the bird still remains a secret. Got so. it. I feel like that was Dude, good. We could probably ask uh, Lil, uh, yeah. Lil Michaela <laughs> what the species That's is. That's awesome. Are you guys still enter DMs, Ben? Yeah. Did you do it? Uh, I did not, but like, you're, you're a. We'll fan. have an update on the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, where we're Lil at. Michaela that. says uh, when we ask her out for a drink. That is so funny. All right, guys. Well, Tony, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Again, go check out your channel. What's it called? Where can uh, they find the, it? The Good Shit Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, uh, the podcast app on your phone, uh, iTunes, literally anywhere that has a podcast service. Google Play Store if you want Global. to. Global. I'm everywhere. Got it. Awesome, guys. Leave a review in the comments uh, for, I guess, iTunes or whatever you're listening on in the stream. We look at those. Um, or if, if you guys know us personally, shoot us a text. Uh, we love to hear your feedback and yeah. also uh, what else you guys would uh, like to hear from us on our next podcast. We will do better about getting this uh, out uh, in seven days or less of uh, today. Yeah, on you guys about that one. Yeah. We'll be on Tony. Tony will yeah. be on us. So uh, we'll get these out there for you guys. But uh, I think that's a wrap. So cool. this is Ben. I'm Brando. And I guess my name's Tony. Tony's <laughs> here. And this was episode three of The, the Dose. Dose. We'll see you soon.